Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Your number one source for all the league's top headlines. Here's your host, Justin Kinner. All right, everybody, Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. I'm Justin Kinner hanging out with you today. We appreciate everyone who always tunes in and has subscribed and downloaded the Reach the Horizon podcast in your Apple iTunes and Google Play Store. Of course, you can also reach the podcast on SoundCloud and at the HorizonLeague.com website. We appreciate however you take in the podcast. I'm excited to continue our championship conversation here, all interviews, including our interview today with Coach Chris Kelderman, head coach of the Milwaukee men's soccer coach, uh, are brought to you by health and wellness company Zervita, changing lives for the better through nutritional and performance-based uh, products and opportunities. For the first time uh, since 2015, the champions from the women's and the men's soccer programs in the Horizon League come from the same school. We just spoke with Coach Troy Fabiano earlier this afternoon, and now we get to hear from the men's head coach and Chris Kelderman. Coach, welcome in, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. So you're in your ninth season as head coach for this Milwaukee Panthers program, and I, I guarantee you you've this has probably been unlike any season you've ever been in charge of before, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's been a challenging year uh, for obvious reasons for everybody, you know, involved and uh, a lot of uh, sacrificing going on, you know, a lot of people involved and uh, to come out uh, being as successful as we we have been, uh, it's, it's pretty exciting. You talk about those sacrifices that not just your program, but across the league and across college athletics as a whole, regardless of the sport, but you talk about those sacrifices um, you know those sacrifices, and to you, it's kind of the, the norm within what's going on in athletics right now. But if you had to paint a picture for a non-sports fan of what your team has had to go through just to get through this season to even get to this point, how would you paint that picture? Yeah, it's uh, it's not necessarily a pretty picture, put it <laughs> that way. Um, you know, obviously the COVID restrictions and guidelines and challenges that we have with that, with testing and. Um, you know, behaving in a, in a responsible manner on and off the field and, and this and that. But, uh, you know, in addition, just the, the location that we're, we're at right now, the, the weather um, concerns that we've had throughout the season. I mean, in all honesty, we, we, we played our first three games of the season without ever training on a full-size field, without ever getting outside. And, uh, you know, for some teams, uh, for example, our opponent in the upcoming national tournament, had a total of, I think, eight games on their season. That would have been close to half their season without preparing for uh, on a full-size field before half their season's games. So um, I'm extremely proud of our guys. Um, you know, we just said it is what it is. Uh, we, we deal with what we have to deal with and try to make the most of it. And, uh, you know, every coach says, you know, we're, we're proud of our group, we're proud of our group. But uh, I, I tell you what, um, that's a fact with us. Um, the guys have had uh, even a few more challenges than maybe some of the others across the country and uh, couldn't be more proud of these guys. 
That, and with that being said, again, you couldn't hold it against any player who, who kind of reached a, a mental wall with this. But, uh, I mean, how did, were there ever times that you felt that your team or maybe some players had kind of felt just defeated through just trying to get this season in? Or do you feel like your team has been locked in from the very beginning? And I'm not trying to put your team in a spot to, or you in a spot to say, no, we had guys who, who wanted to quit. I just mean there's obvious mental roadblocks that come along the way trying to fight through this. At any point, did you feel like you were losing your team throughout the season because of all those outside factors that you really don't have control of no there, there can definitely be a concern you know and with with student athletes and you know being in not really being in, in a normal you know college atmosphere where there's socializing going on which is a big part of the college experience mm -hmm. and um you know the guys are going through through stages where it, it's lonely mm -hmm. <laughs> you know you're, you're you're kind of isolated yourself for obvious reasons and uh it's just a lot different you know, we spent a little bit more time uh, talking with players individually, just making sure that everybody's in a in a good place mentally. Uh, you know, in addition to being in a good place physically, and uh, it was just part of the process. Um, again, challenging times, but um, you know, we came into the season with a with a, a, a much smaller roster than we originally had planned. You know, after the fall season, we had four guys that played regularly. Um, that decided not to not to join our group in the spring due to you know graduation or professional playing opportunities. So we had a small roster. Um, knowing that you know the guys that stuck it out and that are here are, are all guys that wanted to be here and were prepared mentally. I thought we did a good job before the season saying, "Hey, listen, guys, this is this is going to be quite a challenge. You know, um, if you're not up to it, um, <clears throat> let let's sort this out right now." But uh, the mentality of our group from top to bottom has been uh, pretty special. Very cool, very cool. We have Chris Kelderman as our guest here on Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Uh, he's in his ninth season as head coach with the Milwaukee Panthers. And, uh, well, Milwaukee just did something for the first time since 2013. Uh, your program clinched uh, and claimed their first tournament title since 2013. And, Coach, let's rewind to, to last season. Uh, you know, you made it to the championship match, but you lost in penalty kicks. And, you know, it's th that's such a devastating way to lose. I mean, you'd rather just lose 3-0 than have to go all the way to a penalty kick and that's what's taken away from you but uh that that's such a sting stinging loss and to, to think back to that and to think back and to think to where what you just accomplished this past weekend how much more special did that make what you just accomplished thinking back to the pain you felt losing in penalty kicks in a championship match to winning a championship match and getting to the ncaa tournament yeah you're right that was a stinger last year and we have a number of guys that were a part of that and, uh, you know, as you can imagine, that came up every year and there, you know, about, <laughs> hey, let's remember what uh, what that feeling was like last year when you're so close and, uh, you know, an opportunity to, to advance to the national tournament rides on, on a single spot kick. You know, that's, uh, for anybody, that's tough to take. Um, but uh, we reminded ourselves, you know, throughout the season, hey, guys, let's, let's you know, we were very, very close. Um, let, let's see if we can uh, get past that hurdle this year. And uh, in all honesty, and I have no no problem admitting this, um, you know, going into the season knowing we had a, a very small roster, depleted roster, we only have one senior um, who who will be returning with us. But uh, we had a very young um, uh, group, uh, age-wise. And uh, before the season, if you would ask me that uh, you know things would have ended up in, in this fashion, um, I, I, I would have maybe question that a little bit but um just goes to show you the the development of of that are some of these guys on our team 
we've had some players that, that didn't play a minute last year that are now playing 90 minutes. Um, the season that Paulo Groton is having, I think it's 12, is it 12, 12 goals in 13 games or 11 goals in 12 games? And um, some individuals have really stepped up, have really gotten better really quickly. And uh, it's fun to watch. It's fun to be a part of and uh, pretty special. Now you bring up Grattan, again, named the tournament MVP, scoring a goal in both matches, uh, led the Horizon League in goals throughout the season. Uh, what makes him so special offensively as, as a guy that you could just count on, especially in, the, in those big moments and those clutch moments of these matches? Well, he's pretty sharp. And when I say sharp, you know, it, that, that's not only technically, but uh, mentally. He's, he, he's pretty, you know, his soccer IQ um, is pretty good. He reads the game very well. Uh, right now, he's the most opportunistic person I know. Uh, he gets himself in spots. It's like he knows where the ball is going to be, where the opportunity is going to be next. Uh, he's been really doing a good job of, of being prepared for the next play. And obviously, his goals show that uh, the kid is, a, you know, his work rate is, is unbelievable. Um, he runs for 90 minutes straight. I don't know how he does it, but uh, he's incredibly fit. Uh, he stays, you know, he's the first one here, last one to go in practice. And, uh, you know, if there's any one guy that, uh, as a coach, you want to see a player uh, prevail, it, it's somebody who, who is exactly like him. His work ethic, his, his focus, and his, his dedication and passion for the game, for our team, is, uh, is a big reason why he's having the success that he's having. 90 minutes. I went 30 minutes on the bike this morning, and I could barely breathe. So good, good for these guys. Good I'm not even there. I'm not even there anymore. <laughs> we have Chris Gelderman, head, uh, head men's soccer coach for the Milwaukee Panthers, uh, winning their first Horizon League tournament championship since 2013 back in the NCAA tournament. And, Coach, this season's been so special for a lot of reasons. Uh, because of the circumstances, yes. Because you guys win the tournament, yes. Because you're in the NCAA tournament, yes. But you as a father getting to do this with your son Jake on the team, you know, an all-Horizon League first-team selection this season, what has that been like, too? Because, again, there's so many reasons why this season's been special for you, as I mentioned, but to cap it off, you're achieving the success with your son on the team, and not just him on the team, but one of the big forces on this team. How special is that from a parent's perspective? Oh, how cool is that? No you know, kidding. I had the opportunity to, I had the opportunity to play for my father four years in high school. And I remember winning two state high school championships with him. And I've always said, you know, when you win a championship like that with, with your father, you win more than just a trophy. And that was just the case now. Um, Jake is uh, somebody I'm extremely proud of. Our whole family is. The kid works as hard as he can possibly uh, work. He, he, he loves the game. Uh, he, he loves the team. And to see him uh, have some success as he has not only in an individual uh level but uh, the success with our team and being able to share with them uh, you know that that's i love my job but when you can do it with someone you love uh, that's pretty special absolutely i mean there's so many examples of coaches who have been fortunate to coach their sons but to to achieve that success uh the, you know to achieve the team success with your son within the mix it just enhances it so much but i love stories like that that that's really neat um coach the ncaa tournament uh coming up you have st francis uh brooklyn coming up on april 29th uh, in north carolina i know there's a lot to be done between now and then a yes prepping for the match but of course the the protocols uh with covid in the league and the ncaa tournament as a whole i'm sure uh but what right now what is the next week and a half looking like in prep and preparing for this match yeah the last few days to be honest have been a bit overwhelming you know trying to figure out uh 
exactly, you know, how things are going to be set up as far as the protocol with COVID and travel and, and then, uh, you know, finally getting to, to think about your opponent, you know, and we don't know much about them, but we're going to do our digging and try to educate ourselves and educate uh, the, the guys as much as we can in, in preparation. But uh, um, pretty special opportunity, and our guys know that. Um, worked really hard to get here. You know, we, we did our share of uh, celebrating after the, the victory, but, uh, you know, we said uh, yesterday, the party's over, and uh, we're looking to, to have one more party. And that means basically uh, one game at a time. If we can get a W after our first match, um, that would be pretty special as well. But, again, you know, we, we don't know much about our opponent. Obviously, they're in the tournament for a reason because uh, um, they've done a great job in, in, in their, their schedule and this and that. So it's going to be a tough match. We know that. Um, our preparation with our last few conference games have been very, very uh, physical games. Um, from what we've heard, the team that we're playing against is, is going to be a very physical team as well, especially with their size. So um, we feel at least a little comfortable with having that experience in our last few games. And uh, uh, we're going to give it our best and see what happens here. Coach, last thing as I let you go. You know, how t- you know, and I always get this uh, vibe sometimes from a lot of mid-major programs, not saying that's the case here, but I'm just saying, like, how tough is that? So, you know, it's so rare and tough to make the NCAA tournament as a mid-major because more times than not, it has to come down to winning your conference tournament. And how right. tough is it as a coach to, to regather your team mentally because it was so such an incredible run to win the tournament and to get to the NCAA tournament, how do you keep complacency from filling the cracks of, well, we're just fortunate to be here, whatever happens, happens. How do you keep that mentality from sinking in and keeping that same mentality they had when the tournament started of, oh, no, we feel we can win every match? Not saying you guys don't feel that way now, but how do you as a, as a coach of a mid-major program who accomplishes something so special in winning the conference tournament keep the complacency factor from filling the cracks of the mindset heading into this tournament? Well, you know, yeah, just stay the course. Uh, we've got a six-game win streak, and you, you back that up. Every single one of those games, we had to win mm-hmm. in order to uh, – because uh, it was a rough start. Like I said, you know, with, with our, our, our environment to prepare, we're a little bit behind the first half of the season. So we are in a situation where, you know, our last handful of conference games and then obviously in the conference tournament, we're must-win games. Um, and, and I preach that after every game especially when you get to game three, game four, game five, to the guys and say, hey, listen, it's a must-win today, but it, so is the last one. So is the last one. And when you have um, success in those pressure situations, then it just becomes kind of like a, a normal atmosphere, a normal environment for our guys, at least. So it's just like, oh, it's another game with some pressure on it. So they've, they've conducted themselves very well um, mentally, um, their approach to games. Every game's been a must-win game. And it's just, here we go again, you know. So um, I feel good. I feel confident that um, the guys won't be overwhelmed with nerves and uh, maybe um, a lack of confidence because we've been in pressure moments our last five, six games. So I like to think that works in favor for us. Um, but, um, you know, knowing some of the upcoming opponents, not looking ahead, but when you got Indiana sitting there waiting for you the second <laughs> game if we're fortunate enough to get past, Obviously, that's on the minds of guys, but uh, how cool of an experience. You know, win or lose, you play against a team that you can get to that point that's two in the country, and just to kind of test yourselves, uh, see where you're at, what kind of gap, if there is a gap, uh, you know, um, that would be a, a pretty good, op- uh, a pretty cool experience. But uh, we're fired up for our, for our first game. We'll be ready. Um, 
again, guys have been in pressure moments before, and it's just another game for us, I think. Absolutely. With all due respect to the opponents, it's sometimes at this stage not so much who you play, it's the, the, the moment of which you're playing in and how your team adapts to that. And you're right. I mean, your team has been able to handle that. And even going back to last season, losing in the championship match to penalty kicks, the, you know, maybe not the result you wanted, but that's part of the journey. The experience of that is all part of the full package of the team's mentality heading into this. You're ready. You're pumped. You're excited. So are we. We're pulling for you. Coach, best of luck. Thank you so much for giving us some time this morning. And uh, we can't wait to watch you guys in the NCAA tournament next week. I appreciate that. Thank you very much.